Hello, and welcome to Light Above Solitude, a podcast for the multifaceted soul currently in search of that special spark. I'm your host, Kalia. Light Above Solitude illuminates your path to self-discovery and growth on a soul level through mindset, holistic health, intentional living, and the exploration of elements and tools used in modern spirituality. This podcast is for the woman who doesn't feel completely safe to be authentic. I am here to tell you, you were born to stand out. I am ready to guide you out of solitude and into the light of hope, love, and freedom. I'm here to share stories and lessons learned on my journey from the dark side of depression into the light of alignment. I will also invite guests to chat on their expertise along the way, so make sure you stay connected at lightabovesolitude.com. All right, time to get lit. Hello and welcome to another beautiful month. A month, you guys, a whole new month here at Light Above Solitude. We are now in February, and I am your host, Kalia. I hope that you enjoyed last week's show where I chatted with my friend Sarah, aka Sarah Galactica. She's amazing, amazeballs, <laughs> if I do say so myself. Truly, truly, truly a wealth of knowledge on tarot and how tarot can be applied to your life, your surroundings, and your situations um, to, you know, help you better understand what's going on in your place in the world and how every situation fits into its own little home on this story we call life. So if you haven't checked that out, definitely check it out. She has plenty, plenty to offer the spiritual community and the community as a whole. Uh, check out her episode. I believe it's lightabovesolitude.com slash 24. 24 episodes already, you guys. I'm so excited to be here. Before I get into our topic today, I want to go over a few updates Um, but today is going to be somewhat of a different episode. It is just me today. Today is actually my birthday, and so I wanted to take a time and do a special episode um, celebrating me because I truly believe that we should all celebrate ourselves. I also believe that none of us women should be afraid to admit our age. It's, uh, we're take, I, I think we need to take back that power, that age power. It's just a number. You know, younger in this life, older in this life, it doesn't matter because we all have different experiences at different times. And so I'm proud to say that when you're hearing this, February 2nd, 2021, I am 34 years old and damn proud of it. <laughs> Because I have seen and learned so much in these last 34 years, and I'm happy to be here. (sighs) Today is going to be a little bit of a ramble. I don't have much of a script. I took a few notes, and I just want to chat to you about, I think I have around five things that I have learned that I'm pondering in this moment in my years, (laughs) my 34 years. Um, that I want to talk to you today. But before that, because it's my birthday and because we're celebrating, I just want to announce that I started this journey. I started publishing episodes in October 2020, and I wasn't sure I wanted to do a podcast. I wanted to see what podcasting is about because I knew nothing about it. I didn't know how to make one. I didn't know what I was going to truly talk about. But I started 
I started publish, pushing publish, pushing publish, you guys, on the Owning My Truth series. And through that series, working through some of those things that I have learned in my life, but also the process of putting together this podcast, I fell in love with that. I fell in love with this process. And I decided December 1st that I was officially going to launch this podcast. And here we are, February. And in those months, I am so proud of what we have accomplished as a whole. We are now in 12 countries. We have listeners in 12 countries. I don't even know if I could list 12 countries to you guys. I'm just kidding. (laughs) Geography is not my strong suit, and I'll admit that. But we're in 12 countries. We have listeners ranging from 18 to over 60 years old. And we are now available on 14 platforms. 14! This is unreal, you guys, coming from somebody who knew nothing about podcasts, barely listened to podcasts myself. I am now getting into them because now I love the platform, but holy poop, holy poop, you guys. So, like I said, welcome to February. This is my birthday. The day you're listening to it, it is my birthday. I'm a groundhog's baby and I love it. And yes, I love the movie. February has always been my favorite month. And I'm sure it's because I'm a February baby. But um, other than that, I love the vibe of February. It's a unique month. It's the shortest month of the year. So I want to like cherish it even more. Every four years, it changes. So every four years, we get a leap year. And I think that's really special and unique. And the vibe of February is all about love to me. My favorite holiday is Valentine's Day, you guys. And I used to be so ashamed to admit that because Valentine's Day gets such a bad rap, like Singles Awareness Day and all these things, or it's just a commercial holiday. And as I do understand where those... um, those views come from Valentine's Day has held a special place in my heart for other reasons like Valentine's Day was always made so special by my mother she always took time um, to make us feel loved and I believe that's what it's about to me Valentine's Day in February is all about showing the people around you how much you care about them and I know you should be doing that on a daily basis or whenever you see them but it's just another tangible reminder to really reach out to those people that get impact in your life. And so that's what Valentine's Day is to me. It's about loving on the people around you. And like I said, my mom always made it super, super special. Her her work schedule, she would get up in the wee hours of the morning, I would say like two or three, and she was out the door um, within the hour, I think. I think she was gone by three o'clock in the morning. So When my sister and I would wake up for school, my mom had already left for work. And on Valentine's Day or any holidays like that, she would set out gifts and cards um, at our place setting around the dining room table. And it was just so exciting to wake up and go downstairs and see what we had left for us. And it just made me feel so special. And I love that memory. Um, And so that's why I love Valentine's Day. And that's why I'm here to say that I decided for my birthday and for the kickoff of this beautiful month that I would come on and do a bit of a ramble for you today. I'm going to talk about things that I've learned or some thoughts that I've pondered, and it's just going to be random, you guys. (laughs) 
I hope you enjoy it and I hope you get some nuggets. Um, but I am just going to kind of kind of verbally vomit all over you guys. That sounds gross. I'm going to uh, just share, <laughs> share some thoughts. So one thing that I've really been thinking about lately is that a lot of these lessons I'm learning seem so counterintuitive. And even saying the word counterintuitive to me feels bad because this whole self-growth journey has been learning to listen to my intuition, to listen to the urges of, you know, my spirit, my mind, my body. And if you look up the definition of counterintuitive, let's see, Google says, contrary to intuition or common sense or expectation. And I do believe it's contrary to expectation and common sense, but I believe that intuition is what you are actually listening to. And so saying that these lessons I've learned are counterintuitive seems counterintuitive. <laughs> I hope that makes sense. But to me, it, these, these lessons I've learned on my self-growth journey are the opposite of what I would expect. Um, and let me kind of dive into that a little bit. So these big aha moments you have in your life, I believe those aha moments are just about that feeling you get when everything clicks into place and not so much about the actual message that you heard, the actual message that has been relayed for that aha, because when you start explaining that mind-blowing experience you just had, that aha moment you just had to somebody else, you start realizing that it sounds so elementary. The things you're telling them sound like, duh, but in your mind, you're like, oh my God, that was a huge revelation to me. Why didn't I ever think of this that way? Or why didn't I, why didn't I see it like that? Because that aha moment is a feeling, not a message. And I've really leaned into that and, and want to explore that more. But it's something that I've been thinking about lately. And I wanted to throw it out there. All these lessons and ideas that I've been pondering in the last few years, I've realized that if I'm able to open my mind up enough to the things that I've been taught and then to view them differently or to view the opposing side of the spectrum, sometimes they become the very same thing. So, for example, in my Army of One episode, I talked about the difference between the self and the collective or the, the one versus the many. You think that those two things would be on opposite side of a spectrum. It would either be one person or it would be a group. But in that episode, I kind of touched on the fact that one is many. It's not opposite. It is the same. We all, we are all part of this collective and we all play an important part in how this community grows and how this community learns. And so one is many. And another idea I thought opposite side of the spectrum, everyone says is that there's a difference between science and spirit. You know, you can't be spiritual and, and, 
and and science, right? The like those two things don't mix. Like, but I've been thinking, I've been thinking, I don't think they're on opposite opposite sides of the spectrum anymore. I think they are truly one and the same because granted, I can't tell you any scientific names of things other than like quantum physics, stuff like that. But I believe that science and spirit we're both asking the same questions. Where did we come from? What what are we doing here? What's our purpose on earth? How can we make it better? How can we experience these things in a better way? Both communities are seeking the same answers. We're not on opposite sides of the spectrum. We're the same. Which is funny because now that I'm saying that, I'm also thinking about... Um, when I used to be afraid to tell people I listened to both country music and rap music back in the day, and I used to joke about it saying, oh, my iPod's full of crap, country and rap. <laughs> but I would, the reason I like those two things is I would look at these songs and I'd be so confused at why this, there is this big war between, oh, if you listen to country, you can't listen to rap and vice versa, because they're both talking about the same stuff. They're both talking about, well, you know, this was back when I was in like, middle school <laughs> and stuff but I'm like they're both talking about the same thing they're they're talking about women <laughs> drinking partying like these are all the same ideals of both genres you know their community they're in whether it's been hanging out with your homie in your truck or hanging out your homie in your El Camino like <laughs> Oh, like I said, guys, this is going to be an interesting episode. I'm totally rambling. <laughs> but um, it's the same thing. You think they're on opposite sides of the spectrum, but yet they really are one and the same. Another thing that I find counterintuitive and find that these two things are not necessarily on opposite sides of the spectrum is destiny and free will. And I've been thinking about this so hard lately, you guys, and it really comes down to what you believe and what, um, what values you're holding. So I've been pondering this thought of destiny and free will. And it's interesting because it was actually brought up in our tarot group, which is led by Sarah. So that when we're talking about the um, story journey, this is what I'm talking about. My tarot circle is the story, story journey. So you're welcome to join us at any time. <laughs> but in one of our meetings, somebody brought up that the wheel card is sometimes called the wheel of fate. It's also sometimes called the wheel of fortune. All these three words can have different meanings, but we were talking about we were talking about this idea of destiny versus free will. And to me, I've been really trying to lean in and feel into this concept, but I, to me, I'm starting to believe that destiny and free will are not opposite sides of the spectrum, that they are truly one and the same. That if you believe in the soul contract, which I am learning about and exploring myself, that you come into this world, you, you uh, are, <laughs> so there's a bunch of souls standing in line to have this earthly experience, to be human. And what we are to do on this earth is to learn and explore and expand our souls. So if say I am 
waiting to come into earth and I want my soul to experience and to learn more about patience. Therefore, I will write a soul contract saying, I am here to incarnate, to be human, to learn about patience. And maybe in that soul contract I write, to learn about patience, I will be uh, wheelchair bound. Or to learn about patience, I will, you know, have all these hardships in my life. And that would be part of your soul contract. Now, I also um, believe in soulmates, but the way I believe in soulmates is not necessarily a romantic connection. A soulmate to me is somebody that I have known on a soul level outside of my experience now. So say two souls are (laughs) out in soul land and they decide that I want to be incarnated in the human experience to become more patient. My friend, who's also a soul, will say, okay, I will help you accomplish this and I will come down to earth with you and we will meet up somewhere on this timeline and I will help you practice patience. And then in this soul contract, it is written that, you know, we're going to forget about making this contract. We're going to (laughs) forget about... um, having this talk and we're just going to go into earth and we're going to play out this storyline that I am now wheelchair um, bound. And that is because I thought that was the best way that my soul could learn to be more patient and you will come down and you might be a bully to me. Like even though we're friends in the soul level, when you come down and reincarnate to help me learn patience, maybe you're my bully. Maybe we are soulmates and we know each other, but The best way that I thought that I could learn patience is that you were going to be mean to me. And that's in our soul contract. There's so many ways that these things can play out. But if you start thinking about this idea of the soul contract, it's your free will to write this contract. But it's also your free will to forget that you wrote this contract when you come into earth. So when you're down here on earth and you remember nothing but what has happened in this lifetime, that was your free will to do so. And so therefore, all that's destined for you in this life was actually your choice. And if you think about it in that way, I am starting to see how destiny and free will are actually the same thing. And I'm not saying I have any of these answers. I'm just literally, this is my opportunity to rant about some random things that have been on my mind and things that I want to explore. But this is one thing that I've really thought to be interesting. Because if you look at our destiny being our free will, we've already chose what's destined for us in this life. That I don't have to worry about anything my anxiety actually feels so much better. Like, like I have no anxiety because if I'm already here, all the bad and good things that are happening to me have already been destined for me. What is meant for me will never pass me. And therefore, I don't have to have the stress of going, what if I miss out on my opportunity? What if I miss out on learning this lesson? Maybe that lesson isn't meant for you right now. It's not. Like, you wrote your soul contract in a way that would be best suited for you and it's unfolding the way it should. And I just find that 
idea fascinating. <laughs> fascinating. So I guess that's my first my first lesson or thing that I've been dwelling over is this concept of things actually being the same and not like things being counterintuitive. Like you would expect them to be different. You would expect them to be on separate sides of the spectrum, but they really are truly one in the same if you dive in deeper. So another thing that I've been learning and been interesting because every now and then I get these sparks of ideas. I get these downloads and I I have to write them out. Otherwise, I'll forget. One of the things that I had to write out the other night was lonely is a feeling, not a state of being. And I learned this lesson through my 20s and definitely in my late 20s that lonely is a feeling, not a state of being. I surrounded myself with people all the time. I could not be alone. I could not be alone. I I think I've said this on a previous episode, but I would ask people to come with me if I needed to go to the store. I would ask if my sister would want to ride along if I needed to go to the feed store. I would I would pick up people on my, you know, two mile drive to school. I'd go out of my way to pick up people in high school and and ride with them together because I I couldn't be with myself and I couldn't be in my own thoughts. And it was through looking at how how I felt and and what my life really looked like on the outside that I realized that I was lonely. I was always lonely, but I was never alone. I was never in the state of being by myself but I constantly was in the state of feeling lonely. Therefore, lonely is a feeling, not a state of being. And I came across that idea, um, I'd say in my early 20s, but I really put it into motion and really, really felt into it. Um, During the time I was engaged to be married. And that time of your life is supposed to be the happiest and the most celebratory time you know you're getting ready you're planning your wedding all these things and I know it's stressful like the actual going through um, vendors and and you know making all these plans that part is stressful the whole time was I would say one of the hardest most lonely most depressed year um, of my life because up until then I was truly depressed but I never let anyone know. I never let anyone in. So therefore, I couldn't expect anyone to help me if nobody knew that I was having these problems. During the time of my wedding, planning my wedding while I was engaged for a year, I asked people for help. I I reached out. They knew I was going through this thing, planning the wedding. and And yet... I came to this realization that this is why, this is why I never reached out for help for people because I was afraid it wouldn't be received. And I will take full blame that maybe I didn't reach out in the ways that I should have, but planning my wedding was one of the most lonely, lonely, depressive. (laughs) I mean, it's funny now because I'm over it. (laughs) Like I have, I have healed. I hurt a long time from it, but I I have healed. And so um, it's interesting in retrospect how I felt, but 
it was supposed to be a time of celebration and community and pulling together to get this event and this um, merge of families together. And yet I asked for help on um, different things and I reached out and I was not received and I didn't get the help I needed. And therefore I fell back into an even deeper depression saying, look, this is what happens when you reach out. This is why you didn't reach out. This is why people aren't worthy of knowing that you're depressed. And I would go down that rabbit hole that I didn't need to go down. I truly didn't. At that point, if you're ever in that situation, you felt like you reached out and you weren't received, reach out again. Please reach out again. Reach out in a different way. Reach out to someone else. There is someone else out there that will receive and will hear you. You will be seen. You will be heard. Just keep trying. And if you can't, reach out to a professional. I didn't reach out into, to a professional until after we were married. And then I truly started to heal. But uh, try again. I encourage you to try again. And if you can't reach out to people around you that are in the situation with you, reach out to somebody outside of you. Like I said, either a professional. If I'm, if I could be that person for you, reach out to me. I'm, I'm, ex I'm a. Uh, what's the word? So, so many layers removed from your situation that that you can reach out to me. Reach out to your doctor, anyone that can help you. But don't stop at at one try or don't stop at the people in your immediate circle. They might be too much in the story, just like you. So that was one lesson that hit me pretty hard. Loneliness, lonely, the feeling of lonely is truly just a feeling, not a state of being. And that goes for other people too. If you see your friend constantly surrounded by people, don't assume that they're happy. Don't assume, <laughs> don't assume that they don't feel loneliness because there are people around them. Um, definitely make those connections and stay close with the people that you love, which is another reason why I love February. Reach out, guys. <laughs> Reach out to your people. There is another uh, statement I wrote down a few nights ago that hit me as a download. And I wrote, I wrote, no one owes you anything, but you deserve everything. And for years, for years, you guys, I hated the word deserve. I felt like no one is more deserving over anyone else. Deserve just hit me in a really, really hard way. I did not. I hated the word deserve and I honestly didn't use it for years. But I'm coming to realize that maybe I had this this hatred for the word because I didn't feel worthy. I didn't feel deserving. And so if I didn't feel deserving, what makes anyone else more deserving over me, right? Like it was like this weird, if I didn't understand the word, how can other people have meaning for this word, true meaning? And so I'm coming into the, this realization, this self-love, this self-worth. I know my value. 
In fact, I'm increasing my value day by day. And I think that you are too. If you're here, if you're listening to this podcast, you are invested in yourself and your self-growth and your worthiness. So I know that you too are increasing your deservingness and your worthiness day by day. And you know that your value is increasing day by day. So thank you. (laughs) So thank you because as each of us, grows in that manner, then each of us will touch another person and set an example like, look, this is what I'm doing. I'm understanding my value. I'm understanding my worth. And I'm expanding in that. And that'll bring awareness to everyone around you. And they'll start doing the exact same thing. And the one become the many. We are the many, you guys. We are the many. So no one owes you anything. I I am a believer that we should all give. We should give what we can, when we can. But if we can't, that's fine. If we cannot, there has been many, many instances, the majority of instances in my life where I have not been able to give. I love giving. I love seeing people light up when they receive a gift or a nice note or anything like that. But there's been times in my life where I'm not able to do those things without taking food off my table, without going into debt, without, you know, not paying my pills. And that's fine. If you can't do it, don't do it. No one owes you anything and you don't owe other people anything. But if you are able to give without obligation, give without expectation, give without thinking that other people now owe you. And I know this group of people, if you are attracted to this podcast, aren't that way. But just a reminder, no one owes you anything, but you deserve everything. You are so worthy. You are so worthy of all the love, all the happiness, all the things that your heart desires. Because desires, the root of the word means of God. Desire is placed in you because it is for you. If you desire it, if you can see it, it's already yours on some plane in this in this universe. And all you have to do is get there. You just have to match that frequency and get there. So I've been toiling with that too. No one owes you anything, but you deserve everything. Another concept and lesson that I've been exploring is I am intentionally trying to be the heroine of my own story. And I hope you are too. And I might just make this a separate episode also, how to be the heroine of your own story. But I will tell you guys, a lot of people in this space talk about victim mode. When you're stuck in victim mode and you can't move forward and um, you're stuck in this vibration of negativity, of getting down on yourself, of woe is me type deal, which we all go through. It's not, it's not bad. (laughs) Everything is neutral. (laughs) Um, But I never felt I've gotten into victim mode, but I've never felt stuck in victim mode. You know what mode I've been stuck in a lot? I've been stuck in villain mode. I have not been the heroine of my story. I have been the villain of my story. 
I, and I know, I know a lot of you can relate because when I started talking about self-sabotage and, and all these things that we unconsciously do to ourselves, I know others can relate. That was me. I was self-sabotaging. You hit this, this glass ceiling. You start growing, you start growing, you start growing, and you hit this glass ceiling and you have to break through that, break through that to get to the next level. Once I hit that glass ceiling of, shoot, I have never been this, whatever it is, this happy, this wealthy, this wise, this, this, whatever you're feeling, insert here. <laughs> I have never been this happy. What do I do next? That, that ceiling of the unknown, that ceiling of how do, how do I feel or how do I act if this thing happens, if I get the promotion I wanted, if I, if I start the business I want to start, if I, if I fall in love with this person and give them my everything, there's a ceiling you hit. And if you ever read the book, um, The Big Leap, please do so. She talks about um, upper limiting beliefs and it's about hitting the ceiling. I used it as my self-sabotage. Oh, I've hit this, this peak that I've never been past before. This is, this is the only thing I've ever known. I somehow subconsciously have to stop my growth because I don't know what's beyond this. So I'm going to self-sabotage myself. Of course, I was not doing it on purpose. I don't believe any of us are actually doing it on purpose. It's all subconscious because we don't know what's next. It's the unknown factor. But I... I'm now intentionally seeing how I've been the villain in my story, how I've self-sabotaged, how I reached that peak and, and somehow, you know, stop doing what I was doing to get there. Like, say you're working out every day and you're starting to see the pounds come off. And then all of a sudden you're like, oh, I'm doing the thing. Cool. It's working. And then for the next week, you somehow forget to work out you're either too busy or whatever I've done that I've done that so many times and I know I don't do it on purpose it's subconsciously I'm like oh the thing's working I don't have to do it anymore that's not a conscious conscious thought it's a oh it worked we're done and then of course you gain the well I gained the weight back <laughs> so I am now intentionally, intentionally becoming the heroine of my life, the hero of my life, the person. This is my life. There's only one person that can be the hero. There's only one person. And it has to be me. There are plenty other villains in the sea. There are plenty other people. There will always be haters. Whether I choose to acknowledge them, whether I choose to see them, anything, there will be haters out there, but there will only ever be one heroine, and that heroine of my story has to be me. So I will stop. Stop being the villain. Stop playing villain mode. And... As I said, a lot of people go in and out of victim mode, and I am no different. Everyone goes in and out of victim mode. Don't get stuck there either. But I will tell you that don't feel bad if you are in that mode. If you if you realize, oh, crap, I'm playing the victim right now. That's cool. It's all about awareness. Now what do you do from there? Now you're aware that you're playing this part. How can you now be the heroine? And 
I will tell you the next thing I think about often is this toxic positivity and this spiritual bypassing factor. Toxic positivity is shoving shoving positive thinking down everyone's throat, shoving um, the fact that, oh, if you just love and light, then all these things will happen for you. And yes, I believe, I believe that staying in a higher vibration is how you attract higher vibration things. However, however, as a person who has lived decades, decades of depression, you can't, you can't tell people to bypass the hard things. It's not possible. This is life. Growing, growth, it is not linear. None of this is linear. None of this is easy. The birthing process is never pretty. It's never pretty. You have to go through those pains and those hurts to create a new life, to create a new person, to create anything. There has to be hardships. But please don't tell people that their feelings don't matter. Your feelings always matter. It's the awareness of what to do with those feelings next. Do you listen to those feelings? Feel into them and say, where are these feelings coming from? What are they trying to teach me? What can I do with them next? If I'm depressed and I feel upset because I was not, I don't know, invited to a party for my best friend or whatever the feeling, the thing is, if I'm upset and I realize I'm upset, you have a choice. Do you feel into that? And do you stay in that emotion? Which is fine if you do. You just need the tools to get out when you're ready to get out. You do not stay there. And if you have the tools to get out now and you're ready to get out now, that is your other choice. Stay or leave. There is no passing. You have to accept the fact that you're feeling upset, that you're feeling down, that you're feeling fear, that you're feeling what people call negative emotions because those emotions are there to teach you something. Those emotions are there to heal something. Feel them and ask yourself what to do with them next. Never say, if I just think positively, these things are going to go away because it won't work. (laughs) It won't work. You have to heal the wound before it'll go away. All right, you guys, to sum this up, Thank you for letting me rant for my birthday. Thank you for letting me get these things off my chest. If you like my rambles, let me know. If not, maybe I won't do these again. <laughs> I just I just thought it would be an interesting idea to just come on unscripted and talk to you guys about some things that I've been thinking about, some things I've learned, some things I'm toiling with, some ideas that I haven't fully grasped yet, but are on my mind because I usually take a long time to process things before I share them. And I'm learning that if we process things together, it's so much more valuable. Everyone brings in their own perspective, their own experiences to the mix, and we would be able to get so much more depth out of the conversation. So 
My ideas today have been a lot of these lessons we're learning are counterintuitive. Counterintuitive meaning against expectation or common sense, not against intuition. (laughs) And that a lot of things, once open-mindedness comes into play and once you're able to think through what these things mean, a lot of concepts that are supposed to be on opposite sides of the spectrum might just be the same concept if we think them through further. Another thing I think about often is loneliness is a feeling, not a state of being. Also, no one owes you anything, but you deserve everything everything. Also, start being the heroine of your story. Don't get stuck in victim mode. Don't, like me, get stuck in villain mode. Be the hero. Be the protagonist. Your story. No one else can do it. And also, feel your feelings. Don't let anyone tell you that you should not be feeling your feelings because your feelings are there for a reason and they are there to teach you and heal you. You just need to know how and why. So ask them. Why do I feel fear? Why do I feel depression? Why am I hurting so bad right now? Wait long enough and then they'll let you know what you need to do. They'll let you know how to heal it. Don't let anyone tell you that you cannot, that you should not feel those feelings. All right, you guys, I love you so, 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 so much. I am so happy to celebrate my birthday with you. I'm so happy to show you love and kindness in this month. I love this month so much. And if you do too, follow me on Facebook and Instagram and all the things. All the links are in the show notes below. I love you so much and I will talk to you later. Bye. Thank you for listening to today's episode. Let me take this time to remind you, stop dimming your light. Stand brightly because the light is all around you. You do not need outside validation anymore. Embrace every aspect of you and start living truly authentic to your soul. Everything you want is in the light above solitude. If you love what you heard today and you feel called to support my work, you can now do so by buying me a coffee. A donation is never expected, but always greatly appreciated by me and my pack. Your support keeps the content flowing and my platforms as ad-free as possible. So head over to lightabovesolitude.com support. While you're there, check out all the ways we can connect further with details on my monthly membership, motivational text messages, and links to all my socials. You can even drop me a voicemail by clicking the mic icon in the lower right-hand corner. Until next time, friends, I love you.